Welcome to the podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd also like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.45, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. We finished the sermon series on the power of purpose from the book of James last Sunday. Today, of course, along with Christians throughout the world, we celebrate All Saints Sunday. And then next week, we'll begin a brief sermon series leading up to our Pledge Sunday, Stewardship Sunday on December 1st. But today, hear these words from the Apostle Paul as they are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart, even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure, because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be, for what we see is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. I mentioned in my children's sermon, of course, about the glories of the church triumphant of God's eternal home, a mansion where Jesus has prepared a place for us. And surely that is where our focus is, especially when we come to the realization that we each will die. It might become all the more important for us to rely upon this truth as someone we love passes away, or as we deal with people who suffer from illnesses of body or mind. And then that day inevitably comes when we look in the mirror and see ourselves, and we acknowledge the truth that we will die. Of course, it is natural upon those times for us to say what we see on this earthly plane pales into comparison to what we will receive in God's home. And we can rejoice in the fact that Jesus himself will greet us. I believe heaven is so magnificent because we will stand in the glory of God. And as I mentioned, pain and suffering will all be gone. We will join our voices with the heavenly chorus. I think we will become so moved by the power and presence of God's love, it'll be so much greater than we ever imagined that we cannot help but sing. I also believe heaven is a place where we will be active. We will not simply wait for God's eternity. But the truth be told, I don't know exactly what it will be, but I do know it will be magnificent. 
But to me, what Paul is trying to say is not just about our eternal home. Jesus himself also was trying to prepare us to recognize that while we walk this earth, we always have one foot in the here and now and one foot in the world to come. Jesus said the kingdom of, uh, the kingdom of God is at hand and still to come. Surely Jesus is trying to tell us that the eternal has already broken into the present. But too often we lose sight of that. We are tempted to become so overwhelmed with this life that we lose sight of the fact that God's eternity is already among us and we are invited to participate in it fully and completely. For me, this is a reminder that God is telling us that our current circumstances are not eternal circumstances, but even more, conversely, that our choices in our circumstances have eternal implications. In other words, Jesus teaches us that whenever we give a cold cup of water to someone who is thirsty, whenever we reach an extending hand to love someone who is otherwise unlovable, when we make the difficult choice to extend forgiveness to someone we believe does not deserve it and who isn't asking for it, when we humble ourselves and seek forgiveness from those we don't believe we deserve or should need it, when we work for justice and mercy on behalf of those with no voice, every time we behave in our earthly life, As Jesus behaves, every time we become a witness to our faith by extending a hand of mercy and love, we are ushering in God's eternal home now. We are ushering in partners with God into his kingdom. And even more than that, the consequences of the choices we make have eternal benefits, eternal implications. We ourselves benefit from the faithful choices that people we never met made. We benefit from the fact that over 2,000 years ago, people were willing to make a very difficult and risky choice, sometimes suffering their own liberty and life to proclaim Jesus as Lord and Savior, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to be the gospel in word and deed. Their actions 2,000 years ago, people we don't even know, influenced others. They in turn took what they had seen and heard and felt and experienced and they issued their own actions of witness on behalf of the gospel. And so it continues. I believe from heaven's gate, they are able to see the ripple in a pond of all the results of their loving and generous choices. A dear friend of mine says that he is confident that in heaven, that's exactly what we get to see and to rejoice over the ways in which our own choices, our own loving gestures, our own proclamation of the gospel, our own willingness to follow God wherever he leads 
has consequences and influences people far beyond our imagination. And from heaven's eye, we will see as those ripples continue to unfold and to know that the eternal blessings of which we were a part will bring joy all the more. Conversely, I also believe that every time we turn our backs on a witness for Christ, when we fail to offer a hand to those in need, when we fail to forgive or to sow peace peace and justice and mercy, when we fail to give words of encouragement and instead behave in an unchrist-like manner, we don't get to decide how long those carry forward either. But the good news is that Jesus says, I am with you and with me all things are possible. And so we on earth, despite our earthly plane, can invest in the eternal here and now. But the truth is, so often we are just so bone weary that we focus only on the immediate. Jesus says, come to me all ye who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. In a marvelous book by the theologian Walter Brueggemann, he says, why is it that we need rest? Why does Jesus tell us to come to him? It's because we're exhausted. And we're exhausted because too often we are trying to find fulfillment in the temporary. We're looking for satisfaction and wholeness and health and to have our spirits filled by things that don't last by people, by things. But when we can turn our hearts and our minds and focus on the eternal, when we can spend our energy investing in what God chooses for us to invest in, then truly the results are eternal. Jesus invites us to focus not on the limitations that weigh us down, but instead to rejoice by focusing on the lasting love of Christ of which we participate and whose impact is eternal. And if you agree, say amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.